Hi, I'm Rami. And I'm Shannon. And this is Workplace Side Hugs Edition. So normally in Workplace Hugs, we talk about a book, article, something deep that we want to talk about and really break it down from different points of view. On Side Hugs, we really want to talk about advice we wish we had at certain inflection points in our career, um, points at which we wish we had more advice and could kind of listen to that quick chunk and say, okay, cool, now I know some sort of approach to how to get there. So this week we want to talk about advice we wish we had when thinking about um, role promotion and, and really driving your career. And so I'm going to kick it to Shannon because I know Shannon has a really good um, set of tips on this and a really good framework on how to do that and has seen it really succeed for her. So Shannon, walk us through this. Yeah. Okay. So I call it the skills path conversation. And the first part is that you need to have it with yourself. <laughs> so And maybe I'll try to create like just a quick one pager and we'll find a way to share that with you guys somewhere. But there's a couple of columns. So the first column is identifying what are the skills that you need to get to the next role that you want. The next column is what are the ways that you've demonstrated that you have that skill in the past or in your current role? And then take the third column to honestly assess how am I doing on this skill based on what I've demonstrated in the past and what I think I need to get to from a proficiency level. Red, yellow, green. Perfect. Stoplight works. Like stoplight, red, yellow, green, A through F, whatever way you want to measure it. And then the last column, the fourth column, is listing ideas that you have to build that skill right where you are in your current role. If nothing changes, how can you practice that skill in your current role and continue to hone it and grow it from a yellow to a green, from a red to a yellow, whatever you need. And then, are these are these skills that you need for your next role, or are these skills you need within your current role? I think there's skills that you need within your next role. I, ideally, well, I shouldn't say ideally. Hopefully, there's some overlap. Now, even if there's not overlap, let's talk about that later in terms of what you do and don't share. So that's a good question, Rami. I think if there's not a lot of overlap within your current role right now, like let's say you're in corporate America and you want to go be an entrepreneur. And you make this sheet for yourself. Maybe don't go share it with your boss. <laughs> if the skill set is totally different and it's just not something that you could apply anywhere within the company, I think there's always ways that we can tweak and finesse and massage things a little bit to make it applicable to wherever we are right now. Uh, but if you feel like it's just two different things, like you're in corporate America and you want to go be a medical doctor, um, okay, then go share it with a mentor or somebody else who can help you get from red level to green level on certain skills and proficiencies. But that's really the last step is then go share it with your boss, with a mentor, with a peer who's in the field that you're trying to get to, if it is a different field and get their input. Did you identify the right skills list? Uh, is there anything that you're missing? Do they agree with your stated observation on how proficient you are at this or how not proficient you are at this? And do they have any additional ideas of how you could work to build that skill right where you are? Yeah, I like that. I like to the idea of before doing this, you got to take a step back and say, okay, what is it that I want to do in that next role? What yes. is that next role for me? I think you have that conversation with your manager and you kind of feel them out and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking about. I think you also talk to other people and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking for that next role. Does it make sense as a jump from this role to that one? And I think once you've kind of honed in on that, then I think you sit down and say, okay, what are the major skill sets for that role? And then and then go through this framework, this four-step approach. Because I think what it shows is 
hey, we've talked about this thing. I want to do that thing. And here's how I'm going to work on proving that I should be able to do that thing and and can do that thing. Mm -hmm. But I think aligning on all of those before you dig into this, I think is important because you don't want to say, look, I'm a first year analyst and my next role is going to be director. So I'm going to work (laughs) on like managing people, managing budgets, like doing all these things. Cause it's like, no, I mean, cool. Good for you, but no. And so I think that's really important is before you dig into this, like figure out what that next step is and, and make sure that there's alignment that that's actually a realistic next step for you. Yeah. And that's really the top of the page, right? Like, here's my role that I'm trying to get to next. And then mm-hmm. laddering it down from there in terms of the skill set. Yeah, so this was an approach that was built out of when I wanted to be a people manager really badly. And my boss's boss did not support me whatsoever. He was not flying the Shannon Schaller flag. He could have given a crap less about me. He was not impressed. <laughs> and I sat down and took this approach for myself. And within 45 days, I was promoted to manager. You guys, results guaranteed in 45 days. (laughs) I mean, I'm basically saying that. Like, I have yet to have somebody say, like, I did this and it didn't result in (laughs) good things happening for my career. Either good things can be in the form of candid conversation. Like, maybe you are not very Mm -hmm. self-aware and you're on two very different pages than your leader, but then you have an opportunity to actually have that conversation. And personally, as a manager, if anybody, if any of my direct reports would have ever put this much thought and ownership into their own development, I would have been like salivating from the mouth to help them because it just shows how much ownership and care they're taking over their own career and their own development. And I love to help people like that. I think to that point, you are the only one that's going to get yourself promoted. And so you really have to be an advocate for yourself. I think this approach is super helpful. It also makes your manager, their manager's roles really easy to say, look, like they've proved that they can do this thing and that they should get promoted. I think what's important with that is you are the only one that's going to get yourself promoted. So if you think about it from that perspective, you need to let everybody know once you've aligned that the thing that you want to do, that next role seems reasonable. Everybody kind of agrees with that, that that's what you want to do. I say, as soon as you decide on that thing, like start letting everybody know, because one yeah. of the things is those roles may or may not open up that frequently. And so you want people to say, oh, yeah. I remember Rami talking about that role and how he wants to do that in his next step. And he's been working actively to to build out the skill set to get there. And so when that role opens up, maybe the timing doesn't make sense, but maybe it works because it has to work, right? Because you've already laid that groundwork and have said, I want to do that thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's an important part of role promotion, too, is that... I almost think about it as like networking slash like keeping others informed on your hopes, your dreams, your goals, your plans. And sometimes I've even seen when people do a great job of that and a great job of owning their own development, they might say, hey, we know you're still only at yellow level for this skill, but we're going to like let you go for it. Like we're going to set you loose because they're so confident in your ability to learn because of how you're even committing to owning your own development in this way. Absolutely. So I think the thing that we're both saying here, and I'm going to say it explicitly because we've been saying it implicitly, is you got to take your current job and knock it out of the park Yeah. and start to take on those much more difficult second level tasks. Um, And doing that, I think, 
continues to validate the fact that you should get promoted and you taking the initiative to, to one, do that, to be excellent at your job, to two, start to show the skill set that you need for that next job and start to work against that. I think to me, if all of my employees do that, I go, okay, cool. Like I've got a team of people that I want to get promoted, right? And as long as they're making progress and they're still knocking their jobs out of the park, I want them to go on to the next thing. And I want to fight for them to go on to that next thing because they deserve it and they've earned it. I think it's when one, you think you should just get promoted because somebody else got promoted. Like, (laughs) no. Or, Or two, like you've been in a role long enough that you think you should get promoted. Also, no, right? Like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You don't get anywhere through complacency. I think the people who are the hungriest are the ones who are going to prove it and the ones who are going to move. And so the only thing you can do is deliver on your job, tell people you want to do that thing, and continue to excel and to to take on those bigger tasks to get you to that place. Yeah, well said. And I don't want to forget about that point because this like skills path conversation it really can't be happening until you are delivering results in your current role there maybe is a few exceptions to that like there's been times where maybe i've helped an employee take a lateral because it's just Mm -hmm. not the right fit so how can we make sure that they're aligning their skills path to this other thing that they want to do but yeah if if you try to come to me as an employee and show me a skills path to get to manager and you're delivering terrible results right now we're having the wrong conversation. But even in that sense, I think it would be a good conversation to say we need to take a step back and what skills you need to be focusing on right now. So maybe even Mm -hmm. in that sense, it's not a deal breaker. Right. And I think too, it's like, oh, okay, you want to become a manager. Great. But do you think you're an excellent analyst right now? Yeah. Can you prove that? Because I'm not seeing that. Yeah. And if the manager isn't seeing that, then they're not going to advocate for you to be a manager. Yeah. I think that's the important piece is you need to kill it at your job to have any sort of other conversation about the next steps. Yep. Yep. So Shannon, can you walk us through the four columns again? Mm-hmm. First column, what skills do I need for my next role? Second, what are the ways that I've demonstrated these skills in the past? Third, assess yourself, red, yellow, green, A through F, whatever works for you on how you are currently performing against that skill path. Fourth, list ideas on how you might build these skills in your current role, right where you are. And I think too, use that as a time to say, look, I want to take on something within this. Here's what I'm thinking. But if there's any other opportunities you can think of manager, like let me know, because this is something I want to work on. And maybe they have projects or things that they can give to you at that point too. So I think that opens up even things outside of your own scope. And I think those are the times the manager gets really engaged and fired up to say, okay, I know that Shannon wants to work on X. Like, what is it that I can task her with or help her work on to do that thing? Oh my God, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. And I don't have any direct (laughs) reports right now, but I'm like, yes, those are the conversations. And when we know what you want to grow in and what you want to work on, it makes it so much easier to be able to align the right project or opportunity against that. Well, wonderful. So hopefully this helps in thinking about how to get yourself promoted. I think knock your job out of the park, figure out what you want to do next, make sure it's realistic, talk to everybody about it, and start to develop within this framework, like the skill set that you need and, and how you'll get to that point where you can deliver at that. I think those are 
really tactical pieces. And hopefully that helps you kind of think about what that next step is. So with that being said, we'd love to hear your feedback and and your advice on role promotion. We know you guys have great advice. Um, So please connect with us on Instagram at Workplace Hugs. Um, and let us know what advice you have for that next role and, and how you get promoted, because um, I'm sure you have your own examples of these things. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. I've been Shannon. I've been Rami. And this has been Workplace Side Hugs Edition.